Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. I love the times that we get together. Today, uh, Pastor Ken mentioned several times the quality uh, that God wanted us to have as sheep in a shepherd. Uh, that he did not want to leave his children as shepherd, you know, as, as shepherdless sheep, as it were. And uh, it's something that I, too, have been meditating on for some time now. Uh, and so what I am going to do today in bringing the word is I'm going to read um, a passage that, uh, that is in Romans, the 15th chapter, to set the tone, uh, the first few verses there. And then uh, I'm going to, you know, offered you an opportunity if you would like to ask a question and uh, and I will endeavor to answer it uh, by giving some scripture background or uh, for the time that we have that if you if you have any any questions concerning you know the body of Christ or or church in particular um, they unfortunately they'll need to be general. I'll have to answer them in general terms instead of specific terms. We cannot get specific in a group because uh, specifics are often issue oriented, rather than general uh, uh, questions and answers are more uh, principle oriented. And principles allow everyone to take something home. Issues uh, is often uh, narrowed down to the counseling of just one person. So rather than a counseling question, uh, you know, it needs to be a, a, a you know, doctrinal question or concern or, or, or a, a question. Those are the things that allow us when we, even from the pulpit when I preach, rather than preaching an issue with, you know, with the president or with the Congress or with a community, uh, we must preach principles because principles... Um, transcend issues. They're, they're more powerful, more long-lasting, and they apply to, to uh, um, issues that are far beyond our abilities to, uh, 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 to uh, answer in a, in, in a pointed, issue-oriented way. And, uh, you know, uh, because uh, normally when someone asks a question, many times the question can be loaded or, uh, it, 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 or, or hypothetical or it may be pointed. And the moment that you try to give an answer, they have, they, then they'll follow up with another reason why that answer doesn't apply. And, and when you get to the end of it, it's an issue. It's not a principle. Things that we teach from the pulpit, things that we teach our congregations, things that we teach our children, uh, they need to be principle oriented. You know, when we're raising our children, we need to speak to principles and not necessarily to issues. You know, uh, it, it's, it's important because issues are emotionally charged and they are defensible. Uh, 
once something has an emotion attached to it, then all of a sudden it becomes an emotional argument against a principle from God's word. If God's word says don't steal and someone come and ask you a question about, you know, is it okay to take something that doesn't belong to you? Well, you need to back up and you need to first assess or at least prepare them to realize that you are about to answer a principle. You're not about to answer an issue. If, you know, if you're just there by yourself with them and they say, is it, is it wrong to take something? Well, then you know there, uh, there is a concern that they may be doing what the Pharisees tried to do to Jesus. You know, get him in a place between, you know, do you, do you stone this woman or do you let her go? Do you disobey God or do you, you know, uh, you know issues, once you put um, a, a face on it, a name on it, once you put, you know, an action on it, you know, uh, it's, uh, you just need to back up and say, okay, and let someone know, I'm going to answer you in principle. Yes, it's wrong to take something that doesn't belong to you. Now, what they're going to do if it's an issue, they're going to begin to tell you why they did it. Okay. And, and well, 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 what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And what they're doing is on a trail, uh, trying to arrive at an answer normally as to why what they did is okay. Because they already knew that the principle of God's word says thou shalt not steal. Okay. They already knew it. And many times when people come and ask me a question, I, I, I just back up for just a moment and I ask myself, honestly, do they already know the answer to this question? Then why are they asking me this question? Does that make sense? So even when we're raising children, we have to be careful not to talk to them about some misbehavior in a moment, if possible, when they're misbehaving. Now, we can say you need to stop, but we need to put that in, catalog that in our minds and say, okay, I'm going to get to a place you know, tonight or tomorrow or, you know, set an appointment with yourself and with them that we're going to sit down and talk about this when it is removed from the emotion of the moment. Because in the moment, people defend themselves because all of a sudden they feel attacked because they did something wrong right then. And instead of teaching that lying is wrong, if we are not watchful, what we will teach our children is that they made us mad. That's all they can see is that we're angry because in a moment, not only are they less susceptible to receiving a principle from God's word, but you are less apt to be able to teach it if you too are personally affected by the issue. Does that make sense? So set aside time to make sure that we strengthen our principles. Remember principles before problems. And, uh, and, and, and if you don't have a principle before a problem, then you're going to have to deal with the problem the best you can and let that problem pass and get to a place where you can then make it a principle again. You can talk about principles of this is why we do what we do. And so much of that from the pulpit uh, needs to be principle-oriented. You know, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't, uh, don't you, know, you know, you need to honor your father and your mother. Because if it becomes issue-oriented, then the people are going to defend why their dad does not need to be honored. How hard it is to honor my dad. Well, no, the Bible says honor them. Now, we can teach principles as to what honor is, but, but we have to be very careful. It's almost like, you know, um, 
you know, you pulling out that scripture and slapping your kid with it. Children obey your parents or wives submit to your husband or, you know, pulling out that scripture that, that all of a sudden, you know, uh, is, is almost like a whipping post if we're not watchful. And uh, instead of being a teaching moment, uh, I, I, I had a very good friend who was raising a house full of children uh, many years ago. This has been uh, two decades ago, three decades almost, raising a house full of children. And I used to challenge them because we were close friends. I was able to challenge them on their form of discipline because their form of discipline ended up helping nothing. It was actually hurting. It ended up sounding like fussing. And, and so I, I, I taught one, well, do you want to fuss or do you want to correct behavior? Because, you know, you're not correcting behavior. I've watched you attempt to correct this behavior a dozen times and nothing has changed. If it's not working, guess what? You're probably not doing it right. Okay? Because life is designed to work. And we are on a search, often a journey, trying to find out what works. Instead of falling into just a familiar pattern of speaking to the problem in such a way that it's an issue for us and it's an issue for them. And people with issues cannot get anything done. It cannot be settled. Issues, you know, you just can't. Uh, principles transcend issues. Does that make sense? Uh, in every way, whether it's in, in, a, in a friendship relationship, in a church relationship, in a marriage, in, in, in a parent-child relationship, in an in a, in a employer-employee relationship, there needs to be some rules in, in, in every business that are principles that, that, you know, uh, that, that are not always having to be issues. They're, they're bigger than this. They're principles. And, and, uh, and, and issues, as I said, are emotionally charged. And no one, I don't care how smart you are, how logical you are, or how right you are, you cannot win an emotional argument. You can't win a one-sided emotional argument. And no one can win, especially a two-sided emotional argument. Okay? Emotional arguments cannot be won. Once emotion gets involved in the process of discipline or correction, uh, on, on, on one side, uh, you know, we, 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 we have to find a way to create a non-emotional moment in response. But if it's involved on both sides, normally it, 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 it evolves because once it gets emotional one place, it gets emotional another instead of being principle-oriented. And, uh, you know, you always have the option of saying, okay, you know, we're going to come back to this in a moment when you can listen to me. In a moment, because you know, you know, I am the boss. I am the parent. I am the, you know, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the husband. And you know, uh, it's evident that that you have an issue here. Okay, and we we won't solve this with the issue. So let's both, uh, you know, uh, come back at a moment whenever we can talk about the principle, because the principle I'm wanting to share with you is that you can't talk to me that way. Okay, now that's not going to change. All right. Issues are going to come and go, but you can't talk to me. You can't talk to your mommy that way. Okay? Uh, you need to respect your grandmother, your grandfather. Okay? Uh, 
That makes sense? And we'll have to talk. And so principles, however, should be taught along the way as in a church. Principles should be taught to a congregation, not issues. Many times whenever a, a pastor uh, gets up and says something, um, someone will sit out there and be thinking, oh my goodness, what happened to him this week? Or what happened to her this week? Or what's going on in the church? You know, oh, what's going on in the church that they had to address that? That's one of the things we have been very fortunate here for the past, uh, you know, we're in our 33rd year of disallowing issues to be spoken of from the pulpit. Uh, we just don't. We just, uh, you know, and we do our best to even take them outside of the church door. When, you know, if people have issues, uh, we try to stand on principles and we try to give, you know, enough direction and correction, instruction, encouragement, support for people to see that, that our principles aren't going to change. Okay. Uh, we're going to be nice. We're going to be kind, but you know, that, you know, uh, uh, we, but we don't just get up and speak about things uh, that, 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 that are issues, but we do have to speak about things. Okay. But the things we talk about here at church are principles, which should prepare us for the problems yet to come. We should be prepared for problems, not caught off guard. You know, I like what Katie said uh, this week. She said something about COVID that she had said to one of her family members. Uh, instead of perhaps spending all of your time and your attention on trying, you know, not to get COVID, although you should try. She didn't mean that you shouldn't try not to get COVID. Perhaps you should spend some amount of time, energy, and effort on deciding today what you're going to do if you get COVID. Because COVID is something that's going to be around for a long time, it looks like. And chances are most of the people are going to get it at some point. So perhaps being prepared, what am I going to do if I get these symptoms, might be a better use of some of your time. As opposed to just, you know, uh, uh, you know staying away from everyone or, or, or being, be living in fear that you're going to get it, maybe you could actually change that principle a little bit and prepare yourself to say to yourself, what am I going to, let me tell you what you should do, okay? Number one thing, you should go to the doctor and get some medication, you know, especially if you're sick with something that can kill you. Also, some people have gone to doctors that have given them nothing for it. And they go home, and I have had so many experiences now that that's not the best route. Okay? That's a danger sign. So perhaps today, if people don't have COVID and haven't had it, they might question their physician, their primary care physician. What do you give for COVID? And if that primary care physician says, I don't do anything, I don't believe in medication, let me tell you, find another doctor to go to while you're healthy. Because you should be getting some type 
of ivermectin-based, you know, hydrochloroquine, or, or you know, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm going out on podcasts. You should be getting some, you know, remdesivir or some. You should be getting something and an antibiotic and you know, azithromycin and some breathing treatment like budesonide and 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 uh, uh, you know, albuterol. You should be taking vitamin C. You should be taking zinc. You should be taking D3. I believe that uh, that one of our pastors said yesterday that that he had he had come across some research that showed just taking D3 pre-COVID makes you 700 times less likely to get it. Well, these are things that we should be doing, but also be prepared. Uh, I mean, I mean, you you know, prepared. You need to be prepared to die, but you got to get prepared before that, not after that. You need to be prepared to know what you're going to do if, if you present with some problems. And these are all principle-oriented uh, actions and the wisdom of God. It's important for us to speak to principles and not just issues, okay? Um, I'm reading a passage from, from uh, 15th chapter of Romans. And it says uh, this in verse 1, uh, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples or the infirmities or the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. Here, he's, the Apostle Paul is laying a foundation here for Christians that, that if, if you're really strong, if you're really spiritual and you're really strong, we, the ones that are strong, then we ought to be able to put up with a little bit of the weaknesses, a little bit of the infirmities, a little bit of, 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 of the, you know, of, 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 I'll use the word recklessness, a little bit of the, of the uh, sinfulness, of the unbridledness, a little bit of the foolishness, a little bit, uh, you know, of, of, of other people. We ought to be able to put up with other people. After all, we're strong. We ought to be able to, to help the weak through moments, even, even spiritual weakness in moments, and not just to please ourselves, not just to make things all about ourselves. If we're not watchful, someone else's weakness, someone else's failure, someone else's sin, someone else's uh, infirmities. Not, I'm not talking about physical sickness. I'm talking about the, 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 the weaknesses of life. Someone else's, if we're not watchful, can aggravate us, irritate us. And instead of bearing with them and bearing them up and helping them, if we're not watchful, we start to please ourselves and just go ahead and fuss and be aggravated like that parent I was talking about years ago. I said, listen, all they're hearing is fussing and fussing will not change it. And I know you and I know you like to fuss. You're making an issue out of everything they do wrong and you're taking it personal. You're here, you're placed on planet earth. You're in a position as a parent to actually teach them a better way. Now, and, uh, now, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean it'll be easy, and it doesn't always mean that everything will end up the best uh, according to your hope. But it does mean that you have a responsibility not to make things worse, not to let things go on and on. I mean, my goodness, you know, um, I'm, you know I'm, I've got, uh, you know, a little buzzer. I've got a little collar that has a buzzer on it that I am charging up at my house. For my little three-pound puppy. Why? Because it's important for him to obey me. 
And yesterday, three times whenever I said, come here, he took off running the other way. You know, once he grabbed a leaf and I said, come here. He thought I wanted the leaf. I didn't. I wanted him. He took off. And I have, a, you know, a, 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 there, there's a road out there. So, you know, today I'm going to be in a simple little regimen of teaching him the principle. Now, I could have made an issue of it. I could have run over and just picked him up and slapped him around or throw him down or kick him. You know, that's what, that's what many times parents, employers, pastors do. Okay? Uh, husbands, wives, moms. Okay? But that would only teach him to be afraid of me. And yes, he might come here. He might obey me. But I want him to love to come to me. And so I'm going to choose a time that's non-distracting. I'm going to choose a time and I'm going to set him up for a little teaching experience. And I'm going to make it go and just vibrate. Okay? He's a little bit too young for me to shock and I have to, and a little bit too small. It has a shock feature. I have a shock feature. But it's but I would hurt him. Okay? Everything has to be done in measure in hopes to achieve the goal. And we have to have a goal and we have to have some wisdom. And we can't just please ourselves. Okay? We can't just fly off the handle and do what we want to. We have to, you know, um, uh, put up with I have to put up with a little bit. And I'll ask him for 10% to begin with. And then I'll ask him for 20. I'll ask him. But any movement toward obeying me is going to be rewarded. He's not, ex he's, he's, he's a few weeks old. He's not expected. He's a few months old. He's not expected to be 100%. But, but it's my responsibility to teach him. Or he'll never learn. Well, it's the same thing with a congregation. Okay? There are people who come into this house who don't know Jesus, don't love him, who haven't learned anything about him, and we have to take a gentle approach while we bear with them being 90% wrong in life. <laughs> we can't just jump on them and, you know, uh, you know, and all they'll know is that we're just mean and vindictive and, and accusatory and judgmental and critical and, you know, uh, and, and, and we have to treat everyone at a different stage the same way with a different infirmity. Uh, let each one of us please his neighbor, verse 2, uh, for his good leading uh, uh, to uh, edification. We're trying to build up here. And that concept of pleasing them does not mean, you know, do what they want. It just means to be helpful to them. Okay, to to uh, to to make it about them instead of making it about me. Okay? Uh, verse three: For even Christ did not please himself, for it is written, "The reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me." Okay? Uh, Christ did things for our benefit and for God's benefit, and not for His own benefit. And so we as leaders, as a pastor, as a, as a, as a parent, as a husband, uh, um, uh, I, 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 I can't, as, as an employer, I have to realize that I am here in this position ordained by God to be a benefit to others. Okay. Uh, verse 4, and this is what I was getting to. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. All of the Word of God shows us God's behavior, behaviors of men and women of God, and 
the, the behavior of Christ and Paul and Peter and uh, the, the, the apostles, these things which were written uh, before were written for our learning that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You know, I can have hope that our congregation, our church is going to be better and stronger next week than it was last week. And I can have, through the patience, I can be patient. And I can be comforted because I have hope. As a parent, we can be patient. We can afford to be patient. We can afford, you know, uh, 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 why? Because, you know, the scriptures tell us that we have hope. That that making it about others and benefiting them and, and, and you know these things work for us and that gives us hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now uh, here the, the Apostle Paul is, is drawing near the conclusion of his letter to the church in Rome, and he's just encouraging them to to uh, behave in such a way that uh, uh, that it's beneficial to others. That we're here to benefit others, and not just making everything about ourselves, or not not creating a second issue when someone offers us an issue that we don't create a you know uh, create a two sided emotional argument out of it. Okay, because even children, employees. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, they will not respect an emotional attack as a voice of reason and direction as something that, you know, they'll just imagine, you know, that it's just, you know, it's, it gets like this. Okay. So we try our best, you know, uh, from my position as an employer, I cannot afford to argue with an employee that, that just removes the element of, of, of my, uh, you know, employer status. Same thing with a parent, okay? But as an employer, I can put up with some measure of, you know, failure or even some measure of insolence, you know, determining that employee where they are and where I'm hoping they will be. And can I have patience that I can bring them along or, you know, uh, and, and create a situation that's not just a two-sided argument and lose a relationship or lose an employee, but can later find a time to sit down and say, okay, you know, this needs to be done different. And here are the reasons why. But you have to be careful. You can't, you know, you can't do that, you know, just in the moment that, they, you know, you know, um, you know, um, if, if, you know, well, uh, you can know those moments for me. I have a tell. If someone does something I'd rather them not do again, I'm probably not going to tell them about it at the moment because uh, I'm, uh, I, I know that they could become defensive. And if they become defensive, I know me. I could get into my flesh. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? And I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to kick a dog. You know, that makes sense. And I know I can. I have the power to hurt people. You know, not physically I'm talking about, but emotionally or, you know. And my, my, my default is that everyone wants to please me. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to do what's best. 
Well, what happens when they don't do what's best? I may wait a week or two or three weeks. You might say that's not fair. Well, it, it, it's much more fair than getting in an argument and firing somebody. And I've done that. Okay? I don't argue well. Because I don't, don't normally go to a fight where I don't have the biggest stick. You know, I learned a long time ago. You know, uh, you need to choose. And I don't choose lightly. So, uh, uh, I, I set aside a time, but I, I have a tale. Uh, uh, anybody here know what I do whenever somebody uh, does something that I might want done different, but I don't want to say anything about it? Rubbing your face. See, and they all know that. They all know that. Look at them back there. They're rubbing their face. Yeah, I just rubbed my face over. I came home one, one, one day. Uh, my son was about 14, 15. Uh, but I came home one day and... Um, uh, uh, his girlfriend was there at the house. And he said, Dad, look what I bought. I all came in. One of those trucks that sells steaks had come by, and he had bought a couple hundred dollars worth of steaks. Now, first of all, I didn't have a couple hundred dollars. Okay? okay? And, but he had, you know... Uh, my kids, young, I've taught them about money, but I also put them on my checking account, and they could write checks, and they had credit cards. And so, um, uh, you know, he had bought a couple hundred dollars worth of steaks. He was so happy. He was just, uh, you know, uh, he was just showing me, you know, those bacon-wrapped steaks, and then the, got the hamburger, and also got the chicken with this, and I got, he bought the package. And, I, and, 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 and his girlfriend was there, and I, I went, hmm, all right, hey. Because there's, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm raising a man. Hey, yeah. Oh, oh look at those. Oh, those look, those, those look good. I bet they'll be tender. Yeah. And all the time I'm trying to get to the hallway so I can get down the hallway and get into my bedroom and go into my closet and sit down. And that's what I did. I went in my closet in the dark, sat down and just was rubbing my face. And, oh, you know, you know, how do I make this better? That's what I'm always doing. Okay, how could I say something? How can I make this better? I, that's, that, that's my goal. I want to leave things better than I found them. How could I make this better? Uh, and, and uh, you know, because his girlfriend's here, I don't want to embarrass him because that would not be the signal I want to send. I can't undo it. You know, there's nothing I can do here, but, but next time. I can only do next time. And, I, and I'm a next time kind of guy. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, he and his mom came looking for me to check on me. They were, you know, he was still excited about the steaks. And they opened up the closet door, and, 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 and there I was sitting in the closet right in my face. And so from that time to this, he often, whenever, whenever uh, he'll do something, that it, he'll say, Dad, are you rubbing your face? Are you rubbing your face yet? You know, you want to get in your closet? Go to your closet, Dad. He'll, you know, he'll, he, he just teased me about the whole thing, the principle, because, you know. Uh, but that's my tale. Everyone around here knows when I start doing this. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd rather we did something different. And then, um, it, it, it hasn't hurt so far uh, for people to know that it might not be the best, and we move along uh, great. But uh, one of the things that, that we are challenged to do when something that we don't want to happen happens, uh, and, and that, that can be corrected, we, we, we need to you know, take a moment to make sure that we're not making it all about us. You know, and in the times it is all about us, well, then it should be. But in you know, most moments, uh, we really do want to correct somebody for somebody else's benefit. 
so that they can have a great life. And we need to pay attention, uh, you know, uh, that, 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 that's done with skill and, uh, uh, and, and holding a congregation together and directing and changing the course of a congregation, you know, uh, uh, is, 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 is done by teaching principles of God's word and not just uh, speaking at issues. Okay. Well, I took a lot of time sharing that, but uh, tell me, is there uh, uh, any, any question, any question that anyone has? And I, I'm, I may have already exhausted all the questions uh, or any takeaway that someone has. Maybe, maybe a takeaway would be better. Okay. Um, and the things that were written before time were written for our learning. I love that concept that I can go to his word and I can see how things were handled and I can see how things were mishandled. Okay. Any, any um, questions or comments? Yes, Pastor Ken. So I, I like the scripture. It says uh, in one translation, so that um, through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Yeah. And I love that. It's, and, and that's exactly what it takes, right? It takes endurance to wait until the good time and encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. So it's endurance and encouragement. I see this happen with my golden retriever who has extreme patience with this little kitten that he's raising right now because it jumps on him and plays on him and stuff like that, and he has great patience until it gets to a certain point, and then he kind of just brushes it off and... You know, and then he returns back to the patient endurance kind of aspect. But he never gets mad at her because he knows he's just a kitten. He evidently has, uh, has, has a hope. Here's what the word says in Romans 5. It says that uh, tribulation, testings, trials, okay, works, patience, patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope makes not a shame. There is a process here through which we arrive at hope. And it is the process of having experienced success in a test. Count it all joy, my brother, when you fall into various temptations, testings, trials, and tribulations. The trying of your faith works patience. Let patience have her perfect work, James 1 says. But this process, the end of it is that we come to where your golden retriever is. He has hoped the kitten is not going to hurt him because he's experienced not being hurt, just being aggravated. So that, that success creates in us having, having a test, having a trial, having a tribulation, and it pushing through that to the point of success gives us hope that we will not be ashamed or hurt or aggravated or, you know, uh, fail the next time. And that's what many people are missing. That's what many, uh, they're, they're missing a good experience with a test. They're missing a, 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 a good relationship success when relationships are tested. They're missing that success that gives them hope that also, now I have so much hope for the relationships I have, you know, uh, in marriage, in, in uh, uh, children, in grandchildren, uh, in, in uh, uh, coworkers and employees and staff, elders, congregation. I have so much hope that allows me 
to be patient and endure. I'm so encouraged. Uh, you, you've known me a long time, Pastor Ken, and I don't know if you've ever seen me without hope or, or ever without. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, that's true. Uh, no matter what happens, you know, uh, yeah, this is going to be okay. Now, not that I want it to happen, not that it's not going to hurt, not that it's, but, you know, uh, I have hope because I have experienced success. And that's what you're talking about, endurance and patience. You know, it gives us encouragement out the other end. But you take someone that has had no good success with coworker relationships and they have no hope. Therefore, they have no patience, they have no endurance, they have no comfort, and they end up sabotaging, and they end up carrying home issues and issues, and they, in, they inflame the issues, and they're just looking for the other side, looking for somebody else to argue with them at work so that they can, you know, bring division, you know, because that's all they've known, and that's all they expect, okay? You know, I expect every problem to have a resolution. That's been my experience. Okay? And I'm shocked when it doesn't. And occasionally I get shocked, but it's a real shock. It's a real shock. You know? You just can't afford to make anything all about you. Unless it is. Sometimes it is. You know, but that let let's let that be the very rare time. Okay? Because it truly is. Okay, let's pray and seal this word in our heart. Father, Lord, seal this word in our heart. Help us to be gentle, Lord, and loving and kind, Lord, and expect uh, the success, Lord, of sharing principles and not, uh, not uh, Lord, adding to the issues or just being so issue-oriented that, that we're not prepared for the next situation. Help us to prepare, God. Lord, before we have problems, principles before problems, Lord. And uh, help us make one of those principles, Lord, that, that we need to make things, Lord, about others and not all about us, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor, and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.